Welcome back to the Let's Get Ready podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Spagnoli, and today we're getting ready with the founder of Mara Beauty, Allison McNamara. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. I'm so excited, and I can't wait to start talking to you about your brand because honestly, the branding of your brand is one of my favorites, and it's the most memorable memorable to me. So I'm excited to get into that. And of course, we're getting ready with Samara. So should we go through your routine first? And then we'll get into it. Okay. Okay. So like I, you know, everything with Mara is really about simplicity. I feel like less is so much more with skincare and makeup. And when I launched Mara in 2018, it was in the middle of like this Korean skincare craze where people were using like 20 steps. And I was just like, that is so not sustainable. It's not good for your bank account. And I feel like you should be able to have great skin with fewer, better things. So in my routine, I like to have like three steps. Usually it's cleanse, treat, and hydrate. So I guess I can tell you my cleanser. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that first. Okay. So I, um, I love our cleanser. Our cleansers are global bestseller. It's the Mara algae enzyme cleansing oil. Have you used this before? No, I'm trying it like live reaction with you. So I'm so excited. I've been dying. Yeah. So this is like such a special product. It was the third product I launched in the line. I launched it at the top of 2020 before the world went to shit. Yep. And it never really got like that, that first year, it really didn't have like the press that we were hoping to, cause we couldn't do any activations or whatever. But then Haley Bieber shared this product and it went so viral for us. It's now our global bestseller, even at Sephora wow. to this day. And I'm so grateful for her, but also this product is really amazing. It's got fruit enzymes to help you take off your makeup. It's got chia, moringa, and squalane, and it's entirely active. So there's no water in it, which means like it's expensive. It's $58, but it will last you if you use it every day, like two to four months, depending on usage. Like me, it lasts about four months because I don't wear a lot of makeup. So that's good to know. And I feel like it justifies, obviously the ingredients justify the price, but also hearing that makes sense too. So what do you treat with? Okay. So for the treatment step, so I'll wash my face and with the cleanser, I'll either do like damp or dry cleanse. That's what's unusual about it. Okay. Um, If I'm wearing makeup, you know, dry cleanse, wash it off. And then while your face is still damp, that's very important. I use one of our two treatments. So if it's in the nighttime, which we're doing nighttime. Yeah. Yeah. We're taking off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Cause I, I mean, you could use either of these at night, but my favorite product, I think you know this about me. My favorite product in the Mara lineup is the algae retinol face oil. Um, this is the product that like launched the entire line, even though it's not the product I launched the brand with. This is the reason why I even have a business. It was the first idea I had for the line in like 2013. I had this idea to make a retinol oil. And so it's the product that's changed my skin the most. It's given me like the most amazing skin texture and smoothness and anti-aging. I just love it. Love it. Love it. Have you tried the retinol oil? No, but I'm really, I feel like I'm sold on it now because I feel like retinol can be drying and it scares, it scares me sometimes, but hearing that it's an oil and there's so many other factors that go into it. I'm so ready to be on the retinol kick. I'm like, I should have picked that up too, but I didn't. Um, I'll get it to you. I'll, I'll send oh. it to you. Retinol is scary. You know, scary and it's polarizing because, and that's why I really wanted to create this product. I've been using retinol since I was 13 years old. Wow. I know. I um, love that's amazing. <laughs> I know. And it wasn't cause I had like acne or anything. And by the way, a lot of people have been using retinol or a retin-A derivative longer than they think because retinol is also the same derivative as an Accutane, like a Retin-A or Retin-A, yes, a different, any of those types of products, like a Retin-A, Retin-A Micro are all similar derivatives of the same ingredient in different strengths. So I wanted to do something that was 
um, you know, not prescription, of course, that you could use every day or build up to use every day that didn't dry out the skin or peel or make you flake. Because I went through all of that when I was really young. And luckily, you know, I never went through that as an adult. But if you're a new user like yourself, you don't want to go through that, you know, when you're that's in your why, 20s. Yeah, that's why I haven't started because I'm like, oh, my God, I know you can get over the hump, but I I'm scared of the flaking and the dryness. So totally. So with this, it's so you won't get that. And, you know, you start slow, like start like once or twice a week and then you build up to more frequent use. Okay. That makes sense. And I'm excited. And then we, you said hydrate next with the icon yes, so of the brand. This, this is I, oh yeah, yeah. She's my bestie. You're like, you don't have to get it. I'm like, no, I need to get it. Cause I ran out and my skin's dry. Um, well, I'm happy to send you whatever you want, but the universal, I mean, I feel like you should tell me why you like the universal oil. And then I'll tell you why. I like yeah. It. Well, you actually, Okay, so Mara Beauty was one of the first brands to A, send me a product, which I was like beyond. I was like, how do they find me? Why? Like, yes, but why? You know, and I was just kind of like shocked. And then I had never incorporated an oil in my skincare routine because I like I was talking to Josh Rosebrook about it and I didn't even realize it, but I was like scared of oils. I'm like, I don't know. Am I going to like get clogged? Is it going to work for me? And then I used this and it was in the summer and it start. it's the weather is warming up and stuff like that. And my skin's starting to adjust. And I'm like, I need my Mara face oil back because it gives you, I don't know, a glow from within that I don't get from a lot of oils. So that's why I like so, it. Oh, so happy. And by the way, it was me who found you because when we oh. first sent you, we didn't have any employees until 2020. So, um, yeah, that was me. Oh my God. Well, thank I'm glad you found me. <laughs> Yeah, I remember seeing you did amazing, like very authentic reviews. And, you yeah. know, at the time when we launched clean beauty was popular, but it wasn't like as mainstream it is now. And yeah. it was really important for me to find influencers and content creators that kind of really knew their stuff when it came to clean beauty. And you were definitely in that category. So yeah, I'm so happy that you still love it. Cause we, oh, yeah. yeah, it's one of our oldest product. And honestly, the reason why I created it is because I wanted something that was different than other face oils. And it does give you that lit with lit from within glow. Um, but the ingredients are what really set it apart. So there's Moringa, Baobab, and Kalahari Melon, all which are great for all skin types. So they're non-comedogenetic. They're not going to clog your pores. And we have our proprietary algae that gives you that extra kind of dose of actives to really help with fine lines and collagen production and firmness and elasticity. So really, if like, I always tell people, if there's one product you get from the line, it would be the universal face oil. As much as I'd like to say the cleanser, I think like the universal oil is like such an amazing product that you can use so many different ways. Like whether it's with your mixed in with your makeup as your only step, you know, used with like a cream or your sunscreen, like there's literally no wrong way to use it. Yes. I used to mix it with my makeup. Now that you say that, that's another reason why I loved it was because it would just loosen up whatever kind of fuller medium coverage I had. And I'm like, I just want a little bit of doing this. And like, this was always just the way I would, I would run to it. So, and I, it's universal. So it definitely does. It works for everyone. Um, very. So as we do the cleanser and apply the products, I'll start asking you some questions about you and your brand. Um, it seems like you've been kind of immersed in beauty your whole life. So can you kind of give us just a brief background of your start in beauty and how that kind of transformed? Totally. So my family is in skincare and cosmetics. So I was definitely around it from a very young age. And I've always loved skincare. I've always loved actives and learning about different ingredients for the skin, but I never wanted to be like a dermatologist or an esthetician. I actually had dreams to become a television host, like a Ryan Seacrest or having a podcast like you, which is so incredible. 
Um, I'll do this at the same time too. Oh, it smells so oh. good. Smells good, right? Oh, I love a product that just smells good. So yeah, we're doing on dry skin, right? Okay. Yes, we're doing on dry skin. We call this like a sea citrus type of scent, by the way. So it's very light. There's no added fragrance. It's very clean. Um, but you know, I, I was a television host. So I went to U at University of Southern California. I studied journalism and I ended up becoming a host. I was worked at Pop Sugar. I worked at E, um, Entertainment Tonight, Refinery29. But ultimately, my goal was to be on television and I got there. And then people stopped watching TV, unfortunately. So all these <laughs> entertainment news shows that I was finally getting casted for and I was finally like prepared enough and seasoned enough in my own career to be on these shows. This is like around 2014, 2015. Um, you know, basically everyone's on Instagram and you didn't need to watch E! News to get your celebrity fix. You know, Paris yeah. Hilton's posting in real time what the news is on her feed, right? Yeah. So that's kind of when I pivoted and I started the journey for Mara. So that is so interesting. And I feel like, I feel like I didn't even know that about you, about the TV host working for pop sugar. I saw that you posted that you, did you intern for women's wear daily or am I making that up? You did. And I interned for who I wear and they gave me my first. Oh, who wear. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. And I was going to ask you, I feel like obviously you weren't really into being a dermatologist or working in that realm. What did you bring from your background in hosting and beauty editing and stuff like that to your brand when you were making that leap of faith? So I think the biggest strength that I have is I know how to tell stories from decades now of writing concise short stories and delivering them, whether it's in like a TV segment or a written segment, really like evoking feelings quickly and authentically to whatever the story is supposed to be. So I think that our products are all, they're great stories within themselves. And those, the ingredients really play in to what the product function is. And we're very ingredient first. I feel like a lot of brands, maybe not so much now, but back when we launched, we're more treatment first, like this is an anti-aging product where we kind of really use our ingredients. The retinol is called evening primrose plus green tea, algae retinol face oil. And it kind of should evoke like all the things that are inside the product, you know? Yes. So I think that's probably my biggest advantage and that, and, and also having great relationships with people within the space before I launched, cause I didn't have, it's self-funded still the business. And I didn't have like the money or resources to hire a PR team right from the get-go. So I was doing all the legwork and I was sending to my friends who were working at these outlets still or these influencers or finding influencers like I found you. And so those early relationships that I had were really integral. Yeah. I think that's so interesting that you looked at it as a storytelling perspective because I honestly, just by looking at your packaging, which we'll get into, it, it really does tell a story just through your branding, through like you said, the ingredients that you use. So I think that's really interesting. And I think that is different than what most brands do. I feel like, like you said, it's just the result driven, like, oh, well, your skin's going to look like this when it's done or when you use this product. And okay. I was like really creeping on you, but your dad worked for Neutrogena, correct? Yeah. So yes. my question for you is how did you, I feel like being kind of like in the backseat of that and seeing how a corporation that is successful, like Neutrogena works you did the opposite so I kind of am interested on like why didn't you like why didn't you take the easy route and like well they did it this way they do their business this way what kind of made you think like no I'm gonna do things differently with Mara 
I think the biggest thing for me was I never really set out to create like this big business. Like I was just doing it kind of as a side hobby and trying to kind of see where it took me. And while I was doing all the necessary steps for it to become a legitimate business, I didn't have like a clear pipe dream of what the end result was going to be. And I think there's pros and cons to that. But I think a lot of entrepreneurs go into this to try and make a quick buck or they want to like turn around the business or sell it really fast. And I think at at that point, then those clear visions of like, okay, this worked for these companies, I'm going to emulate those. But really like these products are truly like my dream products. Like every single one of these were things I hadn't found before on the market. And I've had the most amazing time getting to create them. So I haven't really had a set clear path in terms of like, okay, that company did this. So I'm going to do that. Also with Neutrogena, while I love the products, and I think they were revolutionary for the time, they were really focused on oil free. And I found like, in 2010 ish, when I started, I got my first face oil, it was a Jurlique face oil. Okay. And love the product. It has ingredients that I probably wouldn't put in my own products now that I'm more knowledgeable on those things. But I was just like, wow, like my whole life, I've thought that oil is this terrible thing, kind of like how we hated fat. Yep. in the 90s, we're all just eating sugar. Um, you know, I realized that for to support skin sebum, you have to give it what it needs. And skin sebum kind of emulates a squalane. So it's really important to have that hydration on your skin in order to heal things like acne or support the skin barrier. So I think that I took this turn that was so different from what I was accustomed to. And and I learned that my, my skin really reacted so nicely to it too. My skin looks better now. I'm 36 than it did when I was like 24. So yeah, no, I love that take on it. And you use such interesting ingredients. Like you were saying algae, moringa, you were naming like other ones that I don't even think I can pronounce. How did you educate yourself to use those ingredients? Like you said, you found that everyone was anti-oil and then you're like, no, we need to be for the oils. How did you do your research on finding these like really interesting ingredients? Yeah, so moringa was the first ingredient I found when we were looking for the universal face oil. And even though I'm not a chemist, I do work so closely with my team. I like handpick every ingredient and which supplier that we're choosing it from that goes in the formula. So when I found moringa, I was like, this ingredient is so incredible. It's drought resistant, which means it it needs little to no water to grow. Um, It's almost like a weed in a way, but it's got vitamins A, B, C, D, E, and F. It's called the alphabet tree. There's literally every nutrient in this. And it's also one of the few plants that humans can consume from root to tip. So in places like Africa or Nicaragua or Honduras, where it grows, it really creates incredible life cycles for the communities there. And so I found this ingredient and I'm like, why are more people not using this? And I found that it was really only in at the time, more ethnically targeted hair products. So things for like black hair or whatever it was at the time. I'm like, why are people using this? in everything. Like this is an incredible ingredient, so good for the skin. And so when we started doing our testing on Moringa, it worked so synergistically with our proprietary algae blend. And that's kind of how we built it in. And then, you know, to go off of that, we found Baobab because Baobab is an incredible ingredient that for women in places like Africa, if you learn how to take care of a Baobab tree, you'll have a job for life. So the the supplier that we use has all women working on the farm. And I was like, this is such a beautiful story, but also it's incredible for the skin. And so really it kind of, I think it goes back to my journalism background where we do so much research and literature, like the easy route is to choose like Marula because we know that people like it and it's Google search and people love it, right? Or Jojoba. But we're always kind of trying to figure out what's the next cool thing that, you know, maybe isn't as as widely used. I think that is definitely what sets you apart. And I think it's so interesting to hear 
kind of how you source your ingredients too. Just hearing that it's ran, ran by, run by women. And I also noticed on your website that you source them in Ireland and France. Or algae. Algae yeah, or algae. algae. Okay. I wish they were all women led. You know, I yeah. can't say that they're all women led at this point, but one thing that's nice now that in the position I'm in is the ingredients really come to me. So I'm so lucky to have like the best, you know, suppliers in the world wanting to come to my office to present to me their new actives. But in the beginning, I really relied on our cosmetic chemist to kind of show me the ones that they thought were the best for the formulas. And so for the algae, the things that were really important to me were obviously effic- efficacy. Yeah. You want it to work, but then you also really want to make sure that it's sustainable. Algae can be one of those things that can be super unsustainable if done incorrectly because you could harm the ecosystems of the marine life. So we chose these um, suppliers that wild collect by hand in Ireland and France. And it's a really beautiful process. And they make sure that they set, you know, kind of keep the, um, they want to keep the the colonies as healthy as they can so they can reproduce year after year. And, you know, that part is really important to us as a brand. And I think sustainability is such a hot topic, but a lot of people I think do it wrong. I think at the end of the day, we're, we're making beauty products. So at the end, you know, in this is not sustainable as we know, like it's not great for the environment to make beauty products, but I think we can make really smart choices as we're doing it. And to me, that's more authentically sustainable if that makes sense yes no i agree with sustainability being like the hottest word right now and like everyone's using it and running with it but to be uh, to be sustainable i feel like like what you're doing is just means more like the education that you're doing the research that you're doing to not only benefit your brand but the consumers of your brand like just having things that are just beneficial i think really make you stand out and i feel like sourcing these ingredients are definitely something different and what you're doing with Mara is different. And it kind of leads me into if someone tells, you, no, you're talking to the wrong person. Was there any time when you're doing this different journey where you were told no, and you're like, no, we're going to make a yes. And how did you get the yes or make the, yes? I'm literally, told no. I'm told, sorry to interrupt you. I'm literally, I'm literally told no every single day. Like I got, really? told Oh my God. Yes. I get told no all the time. I can't tell you the the most recent no because it's about a future product that I'm okay. still gonna do yeah. regardless. That's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there have been so many no's. I mean, I can think of a few while I'm looking at the products we've talked about today. The cleansing oil is um, one that I really wanted to do this this version that we kind of ended up on that was a shake to mix formula. So I didn't want to use stabilizers, which can be pretty toxic um, throughout the product, which is why you'll notice like a haziness yep. at the bottom. Those are the enzymes and the little bit of silica that kind of hangs there at the bottom and you want to shake it before you use it. Okay. We had such a hard time with this formula, like, because I wanted to have like a slight amount of grittiness to it and you probably can't really feel it if, unless you're really looking for it, but that's what really helps pull off the makeup. And, you know, we went through like different revisions of adding like beads that I didn't want to have in there, different types of like apricot, whatever, like there are all these things. And everyone's like, just drop the, drop the enzyme part of it. Just make it a cleansing oil. You'll have so much and way easier time. And like, this is our best selling product. So I'm so glad that we stuck to our guns. Um, and then the nose from the retailers, like I've gotten nose from like almost every retailer that we're, that we're now in. So it just, you can't let it, you know, discourage you. That's so interesting because someone else also said that about getting into retailers and like, I think it's so interesting just from my perspective, seeing you as a brand founder, just my viewers as a brand founder, seeing you as a brand founder, it's like, you think like, well, now I have the brand. I don't get the nose. I can make whatever product I want and the formula. And it's like, hell no, you're not. But I'm glad that you stuck 
with what you knew when you did the enzyme thing, because when I have enzymes in my skincare, I just instantly feel a difference in my skin. And I definitely just think that that, that makes the cleanser so much different and stand out. Um, so that's really interesting. And then also, can you kind of, you were talking about the stories with your products. So do you have like a favorite story about a product that you're like, this is her story. This is why we love her that maybe people might not know. Well, no, I have, I have a story for each product. So it's more of just like, which one's my favorite. I kind of yeah. already told you about the retinol. So, cause that is one of my favorite stories, but I can tell you a little bit about our vitamin C, which is, yes. I think special. Um, I think vitamin C was such an important product for us to make because I think it's one of the key pillars of great skin is having like a really solid vitamin C that you apply in the morning because it really helps with free radical, you know, warding off free radicals and all those environmental stressors that we get each day. THD ascorbate, which is the form of vitamin C that we use is so good for that. So when I was creating this product, I'm sure you can attest that a lot of vitamin C's, they have a funky smell or they change colors, they oxidize um, and they turn from like maybe a yellow to like a burnt orange or something. Mm -hmm. And they have to be housed usually in completely airtight, um, opaque glass uh, bottles. So when I was doing research, I'm like, that's because everyone uses L-ascorbic acid, which is a form of vitamin C that's really volatile. And it's a lot less expensive than THD, uh, THD ascorbate. I can't say the whole thing because it's like, (laughs) it's like textural, hectural, yeah. but THC ascorbate is the most stable form of vitamin C in the ester form. It's oil soluble and it's very expensive. So I kind of wanted to use this as the basis for this product. But then one thing that we kind of have come to be, no- be known for is that we add natural forms of the active that we're doing. So if we do this synthetic form of vitamin C, then we're going to add in natural vitamin C. So this one really reads like a farmer's market. There's 14 forms of natural vitamin C. So all your citruses, your vitamin C rich fruits, like kakadu plum and strawberry. Um, There's a lot of types of herbs that are really high in vitamin C. So we've got like parsley in there and cilantro. And then the other thing that makes this really special is that we add in things that help with redness because vitamin C can make you more red and like yeah. irritate. I didn't even know that was a thing. And then you're saying, and I'm like, yes, it definitely has made me red. So this doesn't do that. No, this doesn't do it. We have chlorella, reishi, and ginseng, which are three types of adaptogens that really help with skin redness and help just like calm any irritation. And so it's the balance of those. And I think balance is like a big word we use when we're formulating. You got to balance out your active. So you're getting that heavy amount of active, but also getting the hydration and support in the other areas that your skin needs. So the vitamin C is like, I think it's the product I use actually the most because I use it every single day. Yeah. Yeah. And the cleanser. Yeah, Yeah, Obviously the cleanser, but no, that's really interesting. And you mentioned too, how some ingredients are pricier than others. And I wanted to ask you, did you, what made you kind of align your brand as I would say it's more of a luxury brand and at a higher price, but like what made you want to take that stance? And why do you think that it is worth the money? I think it's worth the money, obviously, but why, like, how do you kind of tell your consumers that? Yeah. So accessibility to me is super important, but at the end of the day, when I was creating Mara, it was more of like a passion project, like I mentioned earlier. So we didn't really set a benchmark for the pricing on the ingredients. I was like, show me the best and then we'll make the decisions. 
And this is kind of where we landed. I obviously what didn't want to sell like a $400 elixir. That's insane. Like it has to be something that you feel good and not like you just bought like a crazy thing that you have to like never use, right? You want to be able to use it. Yep. So our highest price product is the retinol oil full size at 120. And that will probably be the most expensive product we ever create. Um, Really want to try, we try and keep things in like the 50 to 70s range for everything else, like the cleanser, the universal, the flower acid, which is really interesting. Um, But yeah, we just landed in this price point. And honestly, like when I was looking at market research at the time, you know, I felt like we weren't too out of line with brands like Goop and Drunk Elephant. We tried to stay in that same like realm. Yes. Well, no, because I was also going to mention, I feel like people are so opt to buying from these brands that we've seen on TikTok and seen on social media. And it's like, those brands are, like you said, the same price point as Mara and just people just kind of jump to that. So I think when it comes to Mara and just applying these products, like you can feel the richness in the oil and the cleansers and just there is definitely a difference. Um, and I feel like it kind of brings me into your packaging because this is my favorite part of your brand is the packaging. I'm like forever obsessed, just the colors and everything. And I know that it is inspired by the sea. So can you kind of go into the process of creating your packaging and your branding? Yeah. So that's the thing that people are very shocked to learn is I've never hired like a branding agency. Like this was all just kind of done like point and shoot. And I'm so happy with how it turned out. Um, The color was really like as integral to now the way the line looks, the blue color. And I always kind of knew I wanted something that was like, I wanted like a vintage Tom Ford or like an old Estee Lauder were the things on my mood board when I was looking for packaging. And if you're an entrepreneur who's looking to create your own line, I highly suggest going to things like Cosmopack, Cosmoprof, or Luxpack, Makeup LA, because that's where you find all these different vendors and suppliers. And so I was at Cosmoprof in Las Vegas. I like took a shitty flight, like a spirit flight, because I had like no budget. And I think I just stayed for one day or no, I probably stayed at a really crappy hotel, like something that was really scary. Um, but went there and I met this guy and he, I don't recommend people do this by the way, but he convinced <laughs> to buy, um, he had these bottles, these blue bottles as dead stock for the universal face oil and dead stock means that they were purchased by someone else and then abandoned. Okay. So they were purchased and abandoned at a warehouse in Los Angeles and he had 10,000 units, but he would, and you know, I didn't have a big budget at the time and I wasn't sure if anyone was ever going to buy this product. So I, he was like, I don't, you don't have to buy all 10,000. You can just buy whatever quantity you want, but you should buy them, which is not smart in a way because you should always stability test on your products before committing to the packaging. But I didn't know this because I had no idea what I was doing. So I bought 2,500 bottles as dead stock, which is the most sustainable thing you can do because you can create new packaging from Korea, which is where we actually blow and create all of our glass now. Um, but that's how I found the bottle. And it's, I'm so happy for that man for pushing me into, for, for literally pushing me to buy these <laughs> bottles, which is probably not the best thing for him to do in general, but happy that it worked out. And that has now become the DNA of like everything that we do. Oh my, so she's like thrifted basically. She was, yeah, thrifted. she's thrifted. She's thrifted. She's straight up thrifted. Yeah. I love how he's like, no, buy the bottles. And you're like, okay. <laughs> And my, then my dad, who like is, he helps me a lot, like, yeah. you know, with advice. And I'm like, I bought these bottles. He's like, you did what? <laughs> oh my God. Like you haven't even tested them. And I'm like, what test? And he's like, yeah, you have to, you don't just like get the formula and put them in the bottle. Like there's like real testing that we have to go through in the packaging before you, I'm like, oh my God. Now I obviously know all of that. But yeah. at the time I was just learning about like HRIPT testing and stability and compatibility and 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I, I wouldn't have known that you can't just buy the bottle and put it in there. You know what I mean? I would have been like, yeah, I'll take the, I'll take 20,000, however many yeah. you got. Um, and you also can't just like take your product once you've tested it in this type of product or this type of component, you can't just like go put it in a plastic container. You have to retest it. Yeah. Everything has to be tested in the packaging that it's in. So that's crazy. And then you just mentioned that the glass that you, it's blown in Korea. Can you Korea. tell us about that a little bit? Cause wait, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So we, uh, we just choose, I like to choose, um, you know, I think material suppliers that are doing things as ethically and sustainable as possible. And we've found just the Korean manufacturers are the ones that make the highest quality glass and are really upfront and open with their practices. So that's important to us. And so like the cleanser, for example, is a custom tool. A custom tool means that, you know, we design the bottle. It's made just for us. Whereas something like this, this is our vitamin C, the retinols in this too. This is actually stock packaging that's in our color. So, um, you know, we, we do a hybrid of both, you know, we've done custom tooling, the travel size cleanser that's launching in um, August is so beautiful. That's also custom tooled. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we, we make all of our glass in Korea, which, you know, it's great. They're that's amazing. A, yeah. That's a fun fact. And I feel like I just wouldn't even have thought of that. I would just think that they make the glass and they send it to you. But I think it's interesting that you have like some custom pieces and it just makes your line just stand out. And I love that. Um, and you recently launched in Sephora, right? Is this recent? Yes. yes. Oh my God. What was that like? Like seeing your products in the store? You know, it's been really crazy. So we launched on .com in January, January 3rd, and then the retail rollout was in March. And so it was like, so crazy the first time we went to Century City and we saw Century City Mall. It's big here in Los Angeles. And it's like a bustling mall, this massive Sephora. And we go in and like my face is in there. So it was really yeah. crazy to experience it for the first time. And you know, it's it's almost one of those surreal feelings that like kind of hits you a few days after it happens. Yeah. Because everyone's like, How do you feel? How do you feel? And it just kind of like takes a minute for it to hit you, or at least for me. Yeah. It takes me a I don't even think it would ever register for me. So I I totally understand what you mean. And it was so funny. I because when I went to Sephora today, I saw your face on there. I was like, I know her. <laughs> I'm like, I'll see her later. That was it was amazing to see you guys in the store and just the full product lineup that they had was just beautiful. And it was so exciting to see you in there. Um I remember you mentioned in another interview kind of about the financial side of beauty and just kind of being more aware. I think especially as a female entrepreneur. So do you have any advice that you want to leave us with that is just kind of about the business side of beauty that we might not know? I think for any business, beauty or not, there's this over glorification of how big your team is, right? I think it's like this kind of like pissing contest. Like we have yeah. 60 people, we have this many people. And I think the reason why I've been able to keep the business self-funded, we will take on investment at some point. You definitely need capital to grow, especially within the walls of a place like Sephora. Yeah. But I think we've been really strategic with how we spend our money. We put it in the products, you know, great quality products, great quality packaging, put it there first, and then have slowly hired, which um, amazing people, we have an amazing team, but we don't have a big team. Everyone wears many hats. And I think that's what's allowed us to be nimble, flexible, but also like make strategic choices like throughout, you know, the journey. So I think like my big advice is like, don't hire too many people too fast. I didn't have any employees until 2020. And I launched my business in 2018. And the rule of thumb is like, 
2 million for every employee in sales. So, um, you know, you can do the math, but like, if you've got like a 10 person team, you should be doing like around 20 million in sales. So especially if you're in a CPG type of business. So, um, that's kind of like my big, my big piece of advice. Yeah, no, I think that's amazing advice because I feel like no one actually says any of that. Like I, like you said, I just assume that these brands that there's like a hundred people behind this and they're, you know, working harder, thousands of people behind it. And realistically, like you were the one that reached out to me and I had no idea. So I think it's important that people know that like, you actually don't need a team of all these people. You can do it yourself. It might be overwhelming, but financially it's the way to go. And I feel like people don't even know that. So totally. And you have to learn your strengths too. Like I've been lucky that I'm kind of one of those like jack of all master of none type of people. So I really can learn almost anything. And I'm really grateful for that quality. Like I've never taken a business class really, but I learned advanced accounting on NetSuite for my business. So you, if you, you got to figure out if you can learn all, have the bandwidth to learn all these things and the things that you can't do, you got to spot them fast. And that's where you hire the people. Right. So I think it's like figuring out what your strengths are quickly and then outsourcing the things that you've realized that aren't aren't your best strengths. But learning every part of the business is so important because then you can kind of like, if you can't teach it to someone else, then that's scary to me. Yes. No, I completely agree. And I think sometimes it goes into like celebrity brands where it's like, do they know every aspect of the brand? Like someone like you or someone who has a smaller brand. Like I think it's so much more inspiring to see someone who is diving into every aspect of it and then whatever they can't handle they're outsourcing and and being educated on it at the same time so I think that is really important um yeah well thank you so much it was amazing talking to you and using your products with you um and I'm so excited to see new launches with Mara that's gonna be amazing Ah, well, thank you so much for having me. Honestly, this is like a full circle moment. It's always really cool to kind of get to do something like this where we first were like Instagram, TikTok friends. And now like you've got this dope podcast and you can shop Mara at Sephora. So look how far we've come. Look at this. We're both full circle and I'm obsessed. I I love this for us. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you and have a great rest of your day. 